0: Are we live? (laughs) Thank you. Hey there. So glad to see you all by faith. And we have this awesome opportunity right now to spend some time in God's Word. So I'm thankful because I know you're here because that's what you want to do. You want to spend some time together in the Word of God. So it's important. um, As I was getting prepared, I was thinking about investments. I was thinking about what we're investing in. And uh, much of us you know we're mindful of that when it comes to our our resources our materials but so often we're not thinking of that when it comes to our time and uh, whenever we're doing something we need to ask ourselves is this a good investment is this a good investment of our time now many would not even take time to to listen to this broadcast to tune in here and um, for many this is their their answer not just me but uh, I'm preaching and teaching by the helping of the Spirit of God, God's Word, what God's Word says. That is a good investment of our time. And um, unfortunately, many will invest no time in that, but uh, hour upon hour on many other things. They'll watch news hour upon hour. They'll you know, listen to other things about worldly ideas for hours on end, but have absolutely no seconds or even minutes for the gospel for God in their life and it's a it's an aspect of why they're unsuccessful it's why they are unsatisfied it's why they aren't doing what they'd like to do it's why they're always bored it's why it's why they're unsuccessful so you and I can change that now we're going right into it Uh but let's Take a brief moment and let's pray. Let's release faith together. And let's hear from God right now. Father, we do come to you and we ask of you for your helping. We invite you to help us here in this time. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you. He is our helper. He is our teacher. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your ministry and helping us. And Father, we ask for this, for your anointing, that as he, the Holy Spirit, helps us, that will speak and hear correctly. That, um, yes, sir. And right now we take authority, Father, that you've given unto us and we resist the enemy. We resist Satan and all of his workings. You may not touch what pertains to us, Satan. In Jesus' name, we forbid you. Thank you, Father, for this helping. And Father, we will not just be hearers of your word today, but by, by your grace, as you help us, we'll be doers of it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let's go right to it. Let's go to Proverbs 22, verse 4, and Matthew 11, verse 28. We are talking now. We're talking today and in these times to come, I believe, as the Lord tarries His coming, about pride and humility. In fact, we're talking about humility, but you can't go far in talking about humility without addressing the issue of pride. And this is something that a lot of people don't really want to hear much about. But the gospel touches much on it. There's much that has been said about pride. There's much. God hates pride. The scriptures tell us there are these things He hates, and one of the foremost things is this pride. And we've looked in recent. You can find that these ministry resources are free of charge, so you can download. You can get get them. Uh, we looked at how pride. Uh, that there is contention always in the area of pride Um, apart from pride there's no contention so anytime you've seen a fight anytime that you've seen a a quarrel a war you are seeing pride in action you're seeing pride that's allowed to have its way Um, do we see any fighting in our nations today do we see any wars that are being waged yes we do What are we seeing? We're seeing hints of pride that has been yielded to. We're seeing people giving place to pride. And we took time and please check it out for your own benefit. That God has, He has, I'm not saying it correctly, He must resist pride. He only, and, and I know He said this to me, He asked me the question. And, and if I know a lot of people don't like it when it's termed like that. I really am not um, too moved by what people like or don't like. I'm concerned about what God likes. I know this thought is scriptural. There's only one response for pride. So he, he asked me the question about that very thing. He said, um, what is there to be done about pride? What is the one response for pride? And He took me, in my heart, in my mind, I, I could th- the thought was inside me about the Scriptures, how it said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He has one response for pride, and that's, He must resist pride. So if you and I yield to pride, and are proud, then He must resist us. He only has one option. And we talked about how he knows the proud from afar. So if you and I want to have a distant relationship with God, a relationship with, when, God, when God seems far away from us personally, when God seems far away from our nation, then we can just go ahead and yield the pride day in and day out. And we can expect that. But as we look into this, let's, let's term pride. What does it mean to be proud? What is pride? We hear so much, I'm proud of my children, I'm proud of my nation, I'm proud. Again, we're going to go to you're going to Proverbs 22, 4, and we're going to look at Matthew 11. In fact, let's go to Matthew 11 first. Matthew 11:28, hold your place if you're there, in Proverbs 22 because we will go there. We don't find Jesus saying, "I'm proud of my nation." I'm proud I'm an Israelite. I'm proud to be a Jew. We don't see him talking like that. Let's see what he does say. Let's see in Matthew 11 verse 28. And um, it says here, he says, Come to me, 28th verse, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is it important that you and I find rest? Yes, it is much of what we're seeing, when you see a fight, when you see a war, there's another term for it. It's called an unrest. An unrest. This war that's being waged. We have a war being waged right now in the United States. Many would say that it's a war in race. Many would say it's it's a war in a different way. Many would say it's a war of politics between two parties. But there's a war that's being waged and it's nothing new. In fact, the war that we're waging today is a faith fight that we are fighting. People think it's these other things. We have an enemy that is a Master of distraction and What he likes to do is he likes to take you your and my eyes off of the problem and We're gonna find this is actually a big aspect of pride You see one of the things about pride is that it it's it believes a lie and If it believes a lie, it also tells lies so it doesn't deal in truth so humility does you find a truly humble man or woman, you find a truly honest man or woman. And they'll tell you the truth, even if it means it might hurt them. Even if it means they may lose out and it may cause death in some way. What's death? Death is loss that cannot be recovered, right? You can lose a job. Why? Because you told the truth. Well, what is that? You received death in some response, but what? You were honest. This is a humble man. A humble woman. Now let's see what Jesus said here. He said, Come to me and I will give you rest. He said, Take my yoke upon you. Now we mentioned in these days to have a yoke, it would pull uh, animals together. A lot of times, oxen, you put oxen to work in your field, you would couple them together and it would increase the strength of the oxen. They'd work together and get much more done and so he said take this yoke upon you he said my yoke so jesus is here and we're here he's saying take my yoke upon you what does that mean couple together with me i want you to live and walk in the way i do i want you to go about your life in the way i would go ahead and join yourself to me he's saying take my yoke upon you and learn of me are there some things you and I can learn today we are listening to this but why not because they, they don't have much else to learn about humility and about pride well that is setting up for failure because you and I can grow in this area we can learn of him in a greater way and he goes on and says for I am proud and I am confident and I'm bold is that what he said? What did he say? He said, I am meek and I'm lowly in heart. Now we're talking about the same Jesus. We, we touched on how God is our victory. And I was so blessed. I know uh, uh, Brother Raul, he there, he uh, shared with us his testimony, how he and his family were spared a horrific a car accident this crash and he showed us a video there and he said they walked away with some bruises and some scratches he said the Lord showed him they actually had um he said tickets to go see I think it was casting crowns the next night and they had had this in advance for months and just so happened the night after this crash they still had tickets well he said he's bruised but he was gonna go worship God he was gonna go praise God despite And so they went there and they started listening to the lyrics of the song. And he said the Lord showed him more and more how angelic angels were round about that view and kept them in all their ways. Well, Jesus was bold. You want to see a bold man? You look at Jesus before he's about to be crucified. And he has Pilate asking him, he said, don't you know I have power? I can kill you right now. I have power over you. Jesus told him, He said, You have no power over me except it were given you from heaven. Unless God gave you power over me, you have no power over me. He said, No, you know what? There's one that's committed me to you, and to him is the greater sin. Jesus was a bold man. But what is Jesus telling you? Where was his boldness and confidence? Where did it come from? This dependence upon God. You wanna find true strength? You find dependence upon God. Where you trust in Him, He's your all in all, means He'll show you what to do in all that you do. This is the aspect of humility. A humble man or woman is one that's in fellowship with the Father, with God, with the Lord Jesus. Faith, a faith life, is a life of fellowship. It's a life where you and I have o communication with God. We can see Him talking through His scriptures. And the Holy Spirit gives us what connects with it all the time. And there's times where we know we're supposed to go do this or not. It's fellowship. And, thank you Father. You and I can humble ourselves and allow that fellowship to continue. Or we can harden ourselves and oppose and resist. We can choose to depend upon God. Or what else can we depend on? Other people. But more importantly, ourselves. Pride, if we look at what is pride consisting of, it is self-dependent. Dependent upon what we know. Dependent upon what we can do. Dependent upon what we have. So when a problem arises and we're thinking already about, well, what do I already know about this? What have I already done about this? What are Not even asking God, God, what do you think about this? What am I to do about this thing? I, I've looked at it in days past. The Lord quickened me and showed me. When I wake up in a day and I think, when the thought comes to me, well, what am I going to do today? This is an aspect of pride. Now, many people think you're going too far with that. Am I? If I am my own, then I can choose what I do and how I do it, any way I want to do it. But if Jesus is Lord of my life, then I don't just get up and go, what am I going to do? If I really have a master, and if Jesus is really going to be a be my Lord, then I will come and ask him, "Well, what's good to do today? Father, what are we to do for you today?" What would you have us do? You know, God will lead you to do some fun stuff too. He's not just this is why many don't like this kind of lifestyle. This is what Jesus preached. You find it out for yourself, but if you study these scriptures, you'll find Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? God gets to have his way and you're in your and my life. Now that's something many people have professed. Jesus, I profess you, Lord of my life and much less have actually exercised because Jesus has been trying and wanting to say some things to people and can't because they are not willing they won't leave their place they won't make a change they won't adjust they like it the way they have it they like it the way it is and because of that they don't realize it but they are being resisted because God has only one response to that pride. Pride is self centered, it is self natured. We can find it when we're talking, are we just talking about ourselves? Is there a lot of I and my is any of that in it? I, I've had people that uh <laughs> that have wondered why I when I communicate, there's a lot of times where I've I've said, we, we're going to do this, or we're doing that, or we're, well, I, I don't tend to look at myself like just me. I tend to look at our life, talking about my wife tomorrow and I, as one, as what we do together. I also have the tendency to look at, I'm not alone, that all the time the Holy Spirit's with me. And so there's times where I'm saying, well, we're going to do this, and I'm mentally realizing I'm not doing this on my own. I have the Holy Spirit with me. God the Father said He'd never leave me nor forsake me. I don't have to just do this job on my own. Nor do I want to. I want to humble myself and depend upon Him and get His grace. Get His grace. His help. Hallelujah. If there's anything that Christians are supposed to have, it's great grace. When the church first started... Great grace was upon them all, and thousands of people came into the kingdom of God. That was never supposed to change. Today, the church is supposed to have great grace upon us all. How do we get the great grace? By great humility. Go with me now to uh, James 4, and, and we will go to Pro- Proverbs 22. I didn't forget. By the Lord's help. Um... You're going, go continue to go to James 4, go to verse 1. I'm going to continue reading. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lonely, lowly in heart and you shall find rest to your souls. You want rest in your mind? Your mind's not your brain. Your mind touches what is spirit and what is in this earth. Your mind continues beyond this life. Our mind, oh my, it's a phenomenal uh, equipment that God has given us. You know, you find that there have been people in a coma, but they were still hearing things. There were things, parts of their body, that were not functioning, or not functioning the way they normally do, but then their mind was still picking up on things, and hearing, and knowing. Mind is phenomenal. And he said, you'll find rest to your soul. Your soul is not your spirit. You have, we are spirit, but we have soul. And this soul is our mind. And it's also emotions. There are some people so flighty. And you, you and I don't have to be dictated by some disorder. We don't have to be dictated by an emotional disorder. And no matter what was, and I'm not saying stop doing what doctors tell you to do. But what I'm saying is, God, the Lord Jesus, He will give rest to our emotions. And we don't have to succumb to manic, depressive disorders. And I'm, again, I'm not telling you change anything you're doing naturally. But what I am saying is that by you and I hooking faith, we can get rest in areas that people tell us are not possible. Hallelujah. And he continues and says, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Now let me catch up with you and James. Thank you, Father. A faith life is going to be founded in a lifestyle that learns of the Master. Jesus was flesh and blood. (laughs) i got multiple things going on here. He was flesh and blood. He showed us as a man how to be led and directed by the holy spirit he showed us how you and i could do it so thank you lord so when we learn of him we're learning a faith life how to live and walk by faith so here in james 4 and i have you i know together we're here in verse 1 And he says, From where come wars and fightings among you? Do they not come from here, even of your lust? You could say desire, that war in your members. He said you lust or you desire and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. One of the uh, characteristics of pride is it is fighting, contending. So one of the characteristics of humility is that instead of demanding. It will ask. Where pride will demand. Humility will ask. I know something that the Lord has shown me about pride. Is it will interrupt. In fact even as of recent time. I know we were in a in a particular church. And there was someone talking to us about. How God had uh, helped them through this COVID. And that they were actually. They were nurse. Registered nurse. And. And they had uh, had the the virus and God spared them. They said they could even see it was like the Lord was keeping it back from getting um, from their throat into their lungs. I mean, they said it was like I could sense it here, but it couldn't go any further. Like God was just preventing it from going any further. And so we were just graciously listening. And, and I could tell there was someone that was there that wanted to speak to us. But what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to interrupt her? Say, well, thank you. All right, that's enough. Let me. And um, this is where being a respecter of persons comes up. If I decide, now don't get me wrong. If I have my manager here, if I have my elder here, then I may need to go. I'm so thankful you shared this with me. Um, you'll have to excuse me for a moment. I see my my boss is here right? Husband, wife, excuse me. Uh, Let me, I need to take a moment here for speak with my wife. It's been very nice meeting you. Gracious. I'm not, there are people that need to have place in our life. And there's times where we need to stop this to fix on this because you can't do both. But I could tell they want to speak with us and they had come in and they, they interrupted there for the moment. And they kind of introduced themselves briefly and went their way. Why am I saying this? For me to stop this conversation that's going on. If I come up, say you're having a conversation with someone, and I desperately have to talk to you right now, I'm going to stop. And it's like me saying, now hold on, both of you, because I have something more important right now that I need to say. And I need to get this across right now. It's more important than anything you have going on. Can you see what pride will do? It will devalue you and yours or them and theirs. Because mine is much more important right now. And it's like saying, this person's not so important, but I am. So you need to just hold on and listen to me. Pride. What does God have to do with this pride? He has to resist we're going to come to it that's not my thought the Lord asked me that and it's through the scriptures he said I have one response to pride I must resist it so we find here that humility will ask and he continued and said you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss that you may consume it what upon your desires you're asking only for you He went on and said, You adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, let's look here in the 6th verse. And verses 6 and 7 and 8, I believe will cover the thought that we're looking at for the moment. And he says in the 6th verse, But he gives, God gives, more grace. Oh my, you and I want this you and i want more grace the grace of god touches every aspect of ability we find that in corinthians first corinthians the eighth ninth chapter great places he talked about the grace that was on the church of macedonia it was a grace to generously give and he, he told them he said as you abound in all grace as you abound in diligence in utterance that's ability to speak he said faith love um He said, see that you abound in this grace also. So there is a total of six that he mentions, which was including the grace to give. So the grace of God on your life and my life is God's ability to speak and to do and to think and to give in the way that God enables. And how do we get it? By humbling ourselves. By learning of the master and humbling ourselves. Now, he goes on, he says, he gives, he, Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He continues and says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If we don't submit, we have no power to resist. We can say it, we can go through the motions, but if we are not really submitting in our life, it'll seem like we're powerless to certain things. And in actuality, we are. We are. And you'll wonder, because you'll think, but I I resisted that devil. Yeah, but did you do what God told you to do two years ago? Did you do what he told you to do last week? What are you doing that he told you to do? And you'll think, oh. it's not time for that well when will it be time when will it be this is pride and this is why god is seeming further away because humility will put value on what he said value on what we saw and we'll do it we'll do it but it's going to cost me i know do it do it and um this is how we get more grace. He continued and said. Uh, draw near to God. Eighth verse. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. You sinners. And purify your hearts. You double minded. So we see here again. Not double minded. Not doubting. But in true faith. Doing what the Father shows us. Now. Let's look at verse number 10. Of the same chapter. I know we're time. Time. Is drawing near hallelujah at least for this broadcast and he says humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up he continues and says speak not evil one of another brethren he that speaks evil of his brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you that judges another? Who are you? It goes on in the 13th verse. Let's look at this. And it says, Go to now you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. 14th verse it says whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow you don't know what shall be tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away 15th verse for that you ought to say if the lord will we shall live and do this or that but now you rejoice in your boastings all such rejoicing is evil therefore to him that knows to do good and does it not to him it is sin why to him because he's the one that saw that and this is where humility is honest about what we see and whether it costs us or not we'll do it God's way the kingdom of God will will be enabled through us and this humility enables God to enable us to do much more And in a greater way. But we have a choice. Will we humble ourselves and yield to Him? Or harden ourselves and resist that way? We looked uh, at our last message regarding this about um, pride opposes. I know we're drawing near on time. Pride opposes what is God's. And you see that in Psalm 2. God is laughing at those that are opposing His way. His way is the best thing for us. Now, I'm going to end with this with this thought. There are many that are thinking, well, I know I'm not proud, right? I know I'm not, well, how would they say it? They say, I know I can be more humble. I know I'm not as humble as I can be, but I know I'm not proud. I know I'm not, you know, I know I might say I'm proud of my family, but I'm not proud like God has to resist me proud. The Lord said this to me. He said, there's no in-between. This is what many believe. What do they believe? Well, I'm not as holy as I could get. I know I'm not humble like that. But I know I know God doesn't have to hurt me. I know God doesn't have to be far from me. You see, God's not a humiliator and He's not a herder. He's not going to push us away to hurt us. No, He can't have that pride the nature of devil of satan himself in his company he can't have it he knows what it will do to us and so many think well i'm in between if we're not clothed with humility and humbling ourselves and yielding to humility in god's way then we are in pride there is no in between many would like to think so We can see it for ourselves. God says if you humble yourself, you'll receive more grace. If you are proud, what's going to happen? You will be resisted. He doesn't give us a third option. He doesn't say, but if if you're in neither of those categories, let me tell you what's going to happen. No. Either we will humble ourselves and receive more grace or we will harden ourselves and be resisted. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? And, and it can... I'm not... No condemnation whatsoever. One of the greatest things we can even do in these times is say, Father, I ask of you, if there's anything that you have shown me that I have not done, I ask that you would remind me. If there's anything I was supposed to say, anything I was supposed to do, please bring it back to me. Holy Spirit... It's part of what God has said you'd do, that you'd bring all things to my remembrance. You'd show me things to come, things to come. Help me now that I would not miss doing what I saw and saying what I've heard. That as I know to do that good, I'd do it. Praise God. We believe that with you, guys. We love you. We bless you. And together, we're going to learn of Him because He is meek. He's lowly of heart, and so are we. See you soon. Hallelujah.